Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. And what an amazing episode I have got lined up for you today, because I am joined by Lisa Johnson, the passive income queen. Hello, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. And as you can tell by my voice, I'm very excited about this. (laughs) Um, Tell my listeners exactly who you are, in case they don't know. I mean, quite frankly, if they don't know, where have they been? But just in case, fill them in on on who you are. So I am a mum of twins. I am someone that likes traveling. And I also help entrepreneurs and actually people that aren't entrepreneurs yet but want to be make money from passive and semi-passive income things like memberships courses ebooks that kind of thing and um been in business four years it's been a crazy four years um ending with a, a two million dollar launch that we had in october so yeah it's i'm still catching up with it all four years you have like had I mean in the time that I've been following you which is probably like 18 months I feel like you've transformed from you know somebody who was doing a course to the passive income queen like that's how I see you but how did you have this idea in the first place yeah well I had the idea because of my own business so I went into business when I started um probably about seven years ago I was in corporate and I had my, my twins and um, more like eight years ago and realized that actually I couldn't go back to work how I was before because I just would never have seen the twins. And so I started, I did like a PA job, went went from investment banking in the city to a PA job and decided to um, start a business at the same time. Now, I come from poverty. I don't know anyone that started a business, but I saw other people doing it and thought, well, you know, online, if they can, I can. So I started as a wedding planner and that business went really badly in the first year, like all businesses do when you don't know anything about business. And I learned a lot, but I eventually turned that business around. And so within a couple of years after that, people were asking me, you know, can I ask you some business questions? Like I was one of those self-development junkies. I'd been reading all the books and been to all the courses. And so people were asking me questions and I was helping them for free. And they were making a lot more money. And I seemed to have a bit of a knack for just sort of explaining things in a more 
digestible way because I think a lot of the stuff when you talk about business is so complex I remember the first time someone said to me like you need a strategy and I was like I don't know what you're talking about and so I wanted it to be much easier for people to understand and so eventually four years ago I set up my own consultancy business and said right well forget the wedding planning like that was really good but actually it's taking up every single weekend of my life I need something that actually fits my lifestyle. So I gave the wedding planning business away. It was a really profitable business, but thought this is what I really want to do. I really want to help people, especially people like me who have never had money to be able to break that generational kind of poverty thing and start making money. And so it kind of worked like within the first six months, we made six figures in profit and you know, people were were saying how their businesses had transformed because of what I've been teaching them and because of how simple I was making things. And in the first year, we made £220,000. And from the outside, everything looked really good. And people were saying, oh, you know, you're doing so well. Like, especially like, you can imagine my family and friends who, who are still where I came from going, wow, you're like making all of this money. But inside, I didn't feel successful at all because... I had no time. And, and if you'd have asked me, you know, why do you want to make money? It isn't for the sake of making money. I don't really care about money. It's so I could have freedom to spend time with the twins and to be able to travel because I was never able to travel when I was younger and I really wanted to see the world. And yet I couldn't do any of that because every time someone came to me, they were saying, I, I put my prices up like three times and people were saying, here, have, have, I want to work with you. Here's 10,000. I was like, I can't. I've only got so many hours in a day. I can't take on any more clients. And that was the point. Well, actually, the real point was when I forgot to pick my kids up from school because I was too busy <laughs> um, with a client and all these one to one clients. And it was their first week at school. And the teacher called me and said, are you picking your kids up? And I just felt like the worst mother in the world. That was the bit where I went, this isn't right. There has to be another way to make money without me just you know, I was burning out every two weeks. It was like, I can't work like this and, and still be alive. Um, there must be an easier way. But I didn't know anything about different business models at this point. I was just like thinking, well, everyone's told me that I have to do one-to-one -one for the first five years. You know, you have to do one-to-one, -one, that's the way. And trade my time for my money. And then I was listening to a podcast where two people were arguing about passive income and whether it was true or not. And I'm I love anything where there's some controversy. So I was like, I'm listening to this podcast. And they were talking about how there's this different business model, semi-passive income, passive income, and talking about all the different ways. And I went down a rabbit hole of, I need to know everything about this because this sounds like something that could work for me. And so I decided to put pretty much all the profit that I've made so far, spent 150,000 to 200,000 studying passive income with the top, you know, the top mentors in the world on passive income, whether it was drop shipping, courses, memberships, all these different things I just studied. And over the next 18, um, next eight months, I like tried it. I'd, I'd experiment, I'd add a passive income stream in. If it didn't work very well, I'd get rid of it or I'd refine what I'd been taught to make it better. And I kept doing that. And then if you look at like at the end of year one, like I said, I was making 220,000, but I was working 80 hours a week. And, that, and that's ridiculous, that's like with crazy. two kids. And at the end of year two, I was working 30 hours a month and I was making over a million. And it just changed my life. I was like, this is the way. And so then my clients were like, 
can you just teach me how to do what you're doing? <laughs> can I have a bit of that? <laughs> yeah. And so I started to, and then now, you know, I've taught over 2000 people in the past two and a half, three years to just have a bit more freedom in their lives and still be able to impact as many people as possible. That's just amazing as well, isn't it? Because having that feeling of helping people to create their dream life is is the best feeling right it's really rewarding and and you know me like you and I've spoken before we integrity is the the biggest thing for me and so being able to have a business model that means other people are actually impacted and it's not just lip service they can actually change their lives that was really important to me because I don't want a business where I make a lot of money but I can't sleep at night there has to be both Exactly. And so I have said to my audience over the last couple of weeks that I I did want to many a year ago. I did want to many when all hell was breaking. Yeah, I remember when we global (laughs) the global pandemic. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? And and I'd set up this group, but I had no plan. I knew none of this stuff like this. I've ran businesses. I've got my own successful business, but I knew none of this stuff about semi-passive and passive income and and so I signed up to your course I did the course I absolutely loved it I was like blown away by the course I I've got multiple streams of semi and and passive income and I've made a hundred thousand pounds over the last 12 months and this is like my side hustle this is my main job I know I love it when people go in my side hustle I've made like six figures in the last year that's what it's about though because not everybody can have it as their main job I have quite a lot of clients that are in their nine to five because they need to be right now and they're making quite a lot of money just on the side in their side hustle through passive and semi-passive income but that's the point of semi-passive income like you you know, you know what it's like in your main job you're always trading time for money whether you're a branding designer whether you're a, a a fitness instructor it doesn't matter what you are you do something you get paid you do something else you get paid if if you keep doing that forever you have to work until you die because Mm. you will only get money when you do something if we want a different way of doing that we need to be able to use the skill and the knowledge that we have in our head to and we all have something to be able to make money without our time being impacted because we only have 24 hours in a day So do you think that this model is for everyone? Do you think anyone could do it? I do. I don't think it's, I think anyone can do it, but I don't think it's for everyone. I think there are some people that I used to say, I think it's for everyone. But over the past year, I've met some people, especially during the pandemic, that need that one-to-one interaction. They actually don't enjoy doing groups or courses or memberships they just love that one-to-one sitting down with somebody doing one thing for one person and I think if you love that one-to-one so much that you only want to do that there's no point looking at passive income but if you are willing to do some one-to-one and some other ways of working you know having a few different ways and it doesn't have to be a membership or or a course there are so many different ways of doing this um then I think it can work for everybody and I think the reason people usually think oh it can't be for me is because they think well what am I going to have a passive income stream on I'm not an expert in anything I don't know anything but actually everybody does and it's not always the thing that you would 
expect. So it might not be that you have a business right now, or it might be that you have a business, but you don't want to do your passive income stream on anything to do with your business. It could just be something that you have a hobby in or something that you're just really good at. The first thing I ever bought, first passive income stream I ever bought was an ebook about how to get around Disneyland with two under twos. <laughs> and you know, that person, I spoke to that person and I said, I've just bought this thing from you. And I think it was like 47 pounds. And I was like, do you make any money with this? And she was like, I make thousands every single month because it's, it's so many people know about it that no one can be bothered to do that whole military operation thing of getting their spreadsheet and trying to sort everything out and look for the information online when I've put it all into an ebook. And I think that's what it's about. It's about people will pay to save time and they'll pay for the knowledge in your head. And if anyone has ever said to any of you about anything, oh, can I just pick your brains about how you did XXX? That means that you have something in your head you can sell. Yeah, absolutely. And actually within the first um, month of doing your course, I had already made the money back just on having that confidence. And I think the more the more you get into this world of passive and semi-passive income, the more ideas you get. For example, on this podcast, I've now got two sponsors and I had I just put one post out on Facebook saying, look, I'm thinking about having sponsors for my podcast. And I had so many responses and just think yeah I mean why would I not record a 30 second advert put it on my podcast and make money from it it's that's an amazing passive income stream like sponsorship affiliate marketing they're really good passive income streams because they're about as passive as you can get yeah and that's what we want yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so describe to my listeners how your life has changed because I follow you on Instagram I absolutely love it I think I I, and I I swear like I'm always just like one step behind you like she's in London and I'm in London as well um I feel (laughs) like I'm all about getting out and this year has not been great for it has it I love traveling I love weekends away and all of the things um so describe how this has transformed your lifestyle Well, the biggest transformation has been I spend a lot of time with the kids Um, and I wasn't able to before I was, you know, I was working all the time. And so I wasn't able to see them as much and to to be there for them when they're young and they're nine now. Um, And so now I get to spend a lot of time with them. Like I work four days a week from nine to about three. And I generally, unless I'm launching and then I work a lot longer than that for a week, but the rest of the time, I don't generally work after that. I might do it at an eight o'clock you know, training or something like that. But I always spend three till seven with them every day. And so I can spend more time with them. I travel a lot, even during lockdown. I've managed to get out a couple of times, but usually we go to 15 countries a year um, because I want to show them the world because I wasn't able to see any of this. I didn't realize how big the world was. Um, when I was younger, it all seemed so insular. And so I want to show them everything. And so we do, we, we go everywhere, we travel everywhere, we do some amazing things. Like I took my, my son paragliding, we went up in a helicopter the last time we went away. Like I want them to experience everything. Um, and it's just, I suppose it gives you more choices having the kind of money that I have now just gives me more choices of people to help. You know, there's a lot of family members and extended family members that I can help. There's a lot of charitable work I've been wanting to do for years, especially, you know, things like Bullies Out, 
my story contains a lot of bullying when I was younger and online as an adult. And so to be able to give back to those causes is brilliant. And I never would have been able to do that before, but I just wouldn't have had the means to be able to. And now I can. Um, so, yeah, it's changed completely. My life is unrecognizable from what it was four years ago when I was £30,000 in debt. And everything I see you put out there is so positive and successful and I like want to be a part of that you know I'm like yes that's great but talk to me about a time that was less positive or the biggest struggle that you've had oh I've had so many (laughs) (laughs) and and this is the thing about social media I think we need to remember that you see a highlight reel of somebody's life on social media and that includes mine you know you don't see the times that I'm crying because some trolls have said something nasty to me in my messenger. You don't see the times when I'm screaming at the kids because they won't go to bed and I've got to do a a call at eight o'clock. You know, remember it's a highlight reel and never compare yourself. Um, But the first year was probably my trickiest time in business. In year one, um, a few things happened. I tried to dabble with Facebook ads and took on a... Facebook ads manager who I didn't do my due diligence on which is my bad and lost 27,000 pounds which was a lot to lose in the first few months of a business it didn't stop me it did stop me using ads I didn't use ads from then until I made seven figures I couldn't make it work and every time I got so scared that I stopped doing it I do now and I'm all over it and it's all good um, but yeah, that was bad. And, and also in the first year, I was quite successful quite quickly. And I talk about money online a lot. And that triggers people. You know, that's not always a good thing for people. I do it because I really want people to see what's possible for people like me. Because I think if if I could have looked up at someone who spoke a bit like me and came from where I came from, who was earning money, then I would have thought, oh, maybe this is possible for me too. But I couldn't find anybody that was like me and came from like council estates or anything like that. Um, And so I, I purposely show my bank statements, talk about money a lot. And what that's done is not always brought me nice things. Like other coaches have been quite, you know, they haven't, they haven't liked how quick I have done this. And so in the first year I got bullied online a lot by a group of other coaches in the industry that didn't like how quickly I'd done it and um, tried to stop me and said that they were going to stop me working in the industry. Um, But I've had adversity before as a child. That's never going to stop me. You know, that's always going to be my push. I believe that adversity can fuel your success. It's the TEDx talk I'm doing is called that, you know, how to use adversity to fuel your success, because I believe you can, whatever that adversity is, use it as a push to prove to yourself that you can do anything you set your mind to. And I believe that's a massive, massive reason why I'm making three million a year now is because they told me I never would. Yeah. If someone tells me that I can't do something. I'm just doing yeah. it even bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, isn't it? Because I think at the beginning of your business journey, if you come up against obstacles, like some of the obstacles I see other people coming up against that I help them out with, or or thinking back to when I first started, they're tiny in comparison to, you know, obstacles that I face now, but they seem so huge at the time. And it's all about not how many times you fall, but how many times you get back up again. It really is. And you know what, if you've had obstacles in the past, whether it be illness or you know, you've not had money, you've had to survive in some way, then when you come up against an obstacle now, 
you'll find a way through it or around it because you're used to doing that. I think it's for people that have never had an issue, and there aren't many of those people in life, um, it's harder for them to be able to get through these obstacles. They go, well, I tried it didn't work. Whereas for people, which I think is the majority of us who have had some kind of, of issues um, growing up, then actually it's much easier for us to find a way around an obstacle and to keep finding ways and to see it as, yeah, it feels like a big obstacle right now, but I know I'll look back at this and I'll have learned from it, whether that's a failed launch. You know, we've all had a failed launch. We've all, we've all failed in business in some way in the past. You can't not you can't be successful and have never failed because it's the the failings that teach you what to do better next time. And so having those things and and realizing that this feels big now, but I'm going to use this one day and look back. I always think when you're at your lowest, remember that that's the beginning of your TED talk or the beginning of your book. That's the beginning of it. So, you know, you have to find ways to get over it and to become successful so that you can tell your story. Yeah, it's like when people are starting a new business and say, like, if this doesn't work out, I'll do this. And I think, oh, my gosh, you're already talking yourself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has to be the only thing that you're going to do and then you'll make it work. You And you can make things work. You can make things non-negotiable. You know, when I've had things that have failed before, you go, OK, let's it's not failure. I just need to tweak a few things. And then I'm going to do it again. Oh, okay. So that didn't work out as well. Let's tweak another thing and see if that works. And eventually you'll get there. As long as you're consistent, you will get there. I always say to my audience as well, go for the no's. Like wake up in the morning and go, today I'm going to get 10 no's. That's what I'm aiming for. And then if that's your aim, you'll get a couple of yeses. (laughs) You'll be like, brilliant. I was aiming for no's and I got yeses. But also we need to get those no's to get, we all know that you look at people like, I don't know, JK Rowling who got like a hundred no's before a yes. If we know we're going to have to get these no's before a yes, let's get them out of the way. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's go for those no's so that we can be closer to the yes. I love that. Um, what do you look back on as your one pivotal moment, one single decision that's had the biggest impact? I think it was probably, I read something once. There's two things, actually. One of them was I read something that said other people's opinions won't pay your bills. And boy, that struck me because at the time I was so scared to say anything. I was scared to be visible. I was scared to say what I was doing. I was scared to say that I was successful. I was scared to say how much money I was making because everybody would have an opinion on what I was saying. And so it made me hide And I knew that to be successful online, you can't hide. You have to be seen. You have to show up. And I wasn't showing up. And I think as soon as I read that, I realized that I could either care about strangers on the Internet and what they think about me, or I can care about the life that I want to provide for my family and to all those people that I could help if I was able to be visible and change their lives, too. And it stuck. And I've never, from that second, which was like two and a half years ago, I've never cared about what any troll has said, what anybody has said that about me. It doesn't matter. They're just opinions. And, you know, they just don't matter as much as what your goal is and where you want to go. So that was pivotal for me because I think that if I'd have stayed hiding, I wouldn't be where I am now if I cared so much about what people thought there's a lot of things I wouldn't have said and done um and the second thing was about integrity 
in the first year of my business because of all the bullying that happened and because I saw people doing some what I think of as pretty bad practices some scarcity you know there are only five spots left when I knew there weren't lying about how much money they'd made um you know run to the back of the room tactics telling people that if they don't believe if they don't buy this you don't believe in your business or if you have to ask your husband then you're not a real businesswoman all of these kind of tactics that I hated I decided I didn't want to be in the industry anymore I was like I can't be in an industry that's this just wrong like unethical and then somebody who was a mentor of mine at the time said to me you can either moan about this industry and run away from it and go and do something else, or you can change it from the inside. The only way to change it is a ripple effect from being in it and showing others that you can be successful without it. And I thought about it, I was like, this is the only way, but no one's going to listen to me about how it can be done without these tactics unless I'm doing really well. If I'm doing really well, like multimillionaire, then people will listen. And that's what I did. And so in October, when we did this launch, one of the things I said to all of my affiliates is, we're doing this with integrity. If we see somebody that's putting this on a credit card, we need to have the conversation about whether they can afford it because we're not selling to anyone that's gonna get themselves into debt and not be able to cope with that. If we see somebody that we know there's a better course out there from a competitor that will suit them, we're sending them to the competitor. We're not going to take them on, whether it means we lose money or not. That's not what we're going to do. And, you know, we're going to say no to people that we don't think are right for the course. And that's what we did. And we still made two million. And so with that, or 1.7 million pounds in, in UK money. And so because of that, because we didn't use any scarcity tactics, we proved that you can still make money while staying in integrity. And that's already had a ripple effect. I'm seeing loads of messages about that now on the internet about I'm not going to sell to people who can't afford it. We're going to turn people away. And people have seen that it's not going to make a difference. You can do it the right way. And people are also seeing those that aren't doing that and are still using the old tactics. They're shying away from it. They're realizing there's another way. That's so interesting, actually, because I'd never thought about it like that before. Sometimes I see people doing things and I think, oh, that's very Lisa Johnson. Um, but actually, the, the way you I, I see that as a negative thing, but the way you've put Brilliant. it, actually, it, it's a positive thing. You yeah, know, like if, are, I'm always a bit like, oh, there's always someone copying what I'm doing. This is the thing I want them to copy. Yes. <laughs> no <one> yeah. <laughs> because I say, I'm just going to get a bit frank with you right now. Yeah. I say... And I'm the same as you. There's been times over the last year where I've thought, this isn't for me. This world is not for me. Because there's a lot of bullshit out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bullshit. And I would never, ever, to my audience, promote anything that I didn't 100% believe in. And I was actually saying to somebody the other day, I want to do one to many again, and I'm going to. And they were like, wow. And that's what I always look for when I'm buying things, because I think people speak the truth, don't they? People oh, yeah. will tell you what they believe in. And well, certain people will anyway. <laughs> the you people I hang around with. Not though, can't you can tell when it's not real. When you get the emails for the same people affiliating for the same thing and they've never done the program or they've never even looked at the program and they're not excited about what they're selling, you can see that. You can see when someone's 
It's why 99% of our affiliates are people that have already taken it because they're the people that are really excited about it because of how it's changed their lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I had one time over the last year where I just thought, this isn't for me. I'm just going to come right out of it. But actually, you're right. You've got to absolutely stick up for what you believe in. This world and any world needs the good people who are going to push it forward in the most positive way. Yeah, you have to stay in it. And the more of us that have the same values that are going to stay in it and go, actually, no, we're going to change this for good if there's enough of us. And there are enough of us. They're just usually the quieter voices. But if we all say, no, we're doing this a different way, it has to change. And the people that aren't doing it that way and are doing it the the less ethical way, they eventually disappear because they can't continue doing it the same way if there's enough people showing a better way. What's the one thing that you know now that you wish you knew at the beginning of your journey? Oh, millions of things. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) I'll give you the strategy one because I think, I think that if I'd known this, I would be a bit further forward. Um, Email lists, start one early. I didn't start one. I was all like, yes, my Facebook group is doing really well. I'm in here. I'm doing my Facebook group. Don't need an email list. What do you need an email list for? And then Facebook changed the rules of the algorithms. And suddenly, within two months, I went from 90% of people in my group seeing everything I posted to 6% because they can change it at any time. And my entire business was impacted because I didn't have an email list. If I'd have had an email list, it would have made no difference whatsoever. And now, you know, last year, we decided that growing my email list was my biggest thing. And we grew it from about 2,000 to 20,000. And now, or pretty much everything I sell, the people that are buying it are from my email list. So what I would say is start it early, even though I know we hate the tech, don't we? And so we're all like, yeah, but that means you have to do like a funnel and it's all hard. And I don't know how to set up the automation and all of that kind of stuff, which obviously, as you know, you get that done for you in one to many. But even if you don't do one to many, start your email list, like work out that automation and just get it in place because it makes a massive difference. If you look at the trajectory of my my business, there's a whole line that goes up with my money, the exact same as the line for my email list numbers. That's so interesting. It's a good piece of advice. And actually, after I did one to many, I changed over from MailChimp, which I'd been on for years. So did I. We've all all been there. (laughs) To active campaign. And oh my gosh, it was like a whole new world had opened up to me. You could see who clicked through. I was like... Metrics, you can see the metrics. (laughs) This is amazing. But when you don't even know that that's out there, you know, we don't know what we don't know. But yeah, that's when it all changed for me as well. (laughs) You're saying all the right things here because um, that, like, I hadn't really, I didn't have a freebie or an opt in, whatever you want to call it. I didn't have a nurture sequence. I I did have an email list, but I wasn't actively growing it. And I did one to many. And um, I moved everyone over to Active Campaign, and it's been amazing. I had a really, really good launch. Um, and another piece of advice I got from you was to just keep, keep emailing people on the last day. Yeah, don't like give up. Those people who are going to unsubscribe, we're never going to buy from you anyway. And literally, like even up to five minutes before the cart closed, people were still buying, and I was like, this is insane. 
Yeah. It's the I'm case. very much a person who would just buy straight away. Like with your course, I watched the thing and I was like, boom, buy it. So but I don't get everyone these, is. No, I don't yeah. get these deadline dancers. <laughs> no, and we have to we have to realize that not everyone's like us and, and some people need to to get a bit more information and to feel a bit more secure in things and so the more we can do the better you know people need warming up and so they should there's a lot out there that people have bought and been burned by so it's our responsibility to show them that it's going to be okay and, and show them results that other people have had it's funny isn't it because I mentioned before we came onto this podcast that I know Abby Hugo she yeah. lives near me I know her in real life which is very very strange these days isn't it <laughs> it is. um, but you know she said to me you should do this course that that I've done with Lisa Johnson it will transform your business she said that to me and I, I feel like someone saying it you know really makes you think okay yeah if you've done it and you think that that would be perfect for me then I'm sold like I don't need much more than that um yeah. and you have so many people doing that for you which yeah. speaks volumes doesn't it yeah it's why I didn't have to use a lot of money on marketing in the first first two years really um because the people that had got results from one to many would go and shout about it to everyone they knew which was lovely you know not everyone does that there's always some people that are like I'm going to keep this to myself you know this is my secret weapon but some people like really wanted to help other people and said you know do just do this it will really help you and so because of that I didn't need to advertise at all um and we've started using Facebook ads like this year and the end of last year and just to grow our audience rather than to sell anything. Um, and that's really helped as well. But I, even now, if I put something out there, there'll be people who have done it that will say, I did this, like you need to do it, which I love that because I'm somebody that's really grateful for the mentors that have helped me and will always you know, tell people to go to those mentors to go and work with those people. Because I think if somebody's helped you, then you should shout about it. And so I'm really grateful to my clients who do that. Absolutely. So I always end my podcast with the same three questions. Are you oh ready God. for them? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first question is, who inspires you? Um, well, so many people, but at the moment, my kids, particularly one of them, um, Albert, who is a boy who would like to be a girl and dresses like a girl. He's nine. And every time I panic because he wants to go to school in a skirt or in pink or with unicorns in his hair, and I worry about him being bullied by others, he tells me very succinctly that do I not realize that it really doesn't matter what other people say about me. It only matters what you think of yourself and that he's absolutely fine being a bit odd and the odd one out. And he will always feel okay, even if people bully him. Now, I wish I'd have had that. I wish, even now, I wish I had that, that look, if people don't like who I am, that I can just brush it off without a care. So he's massively inspiring to me at the moment. Do you think that he is that way because of the way that you've brought him up in terms of like, he has that outlook of, I don't care because you I, had to go through that. I don't know because his brother is like the opposite. So I don't know whether, I don't know whether it's a nature thing or a nurture thing. It's really difficult to tell. I'm just like, 
I'm impressed by both of them and their ability to just be who they are. Um, and I've said to his twin brother, you know, well, how do you feel about going to school with your brother? And he's like, well, I don't really care what he does. He's his own person. Just don't expect me to stick up for him if he gets bullied. <laughs> so he's very much his own person as well. And, and I think that's brilliant. And they inspire me every day by the things that they, they come out with. They, they have such a different view of the world than I had at that age. I love that. Um, so you spoke a lot about um, how your uh, personal development, self-development junkie, and you read all the books, and I do too. So I always ask anyone who comes onto the podcast, what book would you recommend? My favourite book is uh, Superfans by Pat Flynn. Oh, okay. It's, I haven't read it. It's about not just having followers and, you know, an audience, but having superfans that will totally have your back. Um, and how to to make sure you give so much value that they become that. It's obviously a good book because you definitely have that. Yeah, it's a really good book. <laughs> um, and my final question is, what advice would you give for a fellow entrepreneur? I think the biggest advice is just to be consistent and really stay in your lane. I think at the moment it's really difficult with like Clubhouse and you know, TikTok and all of these different things that we could be doing. And there's a lot of noise out there and it can make us do one thing for five minutes and then go, oh, that's not working. Let's go and do another thing. And no, that's not working. It's taking too long. But this person over here is doing this thing. And actually, if we just do one thing, any one thing on any one platform consistently for a long period of time, you will win. You will get to where you want to get to. It's just that none of us are consistent because there's so much noise out there. Yeah. So just be yeah, I agree with that. Even on the days when you don't feel like it, especially on the days that you don't feel like it, Absolutely. keep showing up. So next week you are running Race to Recurring Revenue, which is the challenge I did a year ago that changed my life and my business. Um, they can sign up in the link below. It's gonna start on Monday, but the group opens tomorrow. Also then be running um, one to many afterwards. Tell people why they should join. I think that if you're looking for a way to do all of it in one go, um, so that you don't have to buy a course about how to do courses and then buy a course about how to launch and then buy another course about how to grow an audience, which is what I did when I first started. If you want all of it from beginning to end, from just starting to think about your idea all the way through to remarketing and making money consistently, then this is for you. I love it. Thank you so much, Lisa. I am so honoured that you came onto my podcast and chatted with me. It's been so lovely. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.